When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chicago, welcome in to the Chicago Sports Podcast. Coming at you from our West Loop, West Loop Studios, I am Kevin Kaduk, head of content at CHGO, joined as always by Casey Standahar and the 21st most powerful man in Chicago sports media, Mark the Carm Wait, Carmen. what'd you win? Self-proclaimed number 21. The uh, list is out. Jeff Agris, top 20, uh, four years in a row. I haven't made the list. I have, I have, I'm saying that I'm number 21. Who's oh. Jeff Agris? <laughs> Lawrence. I mean, you guys are getting all worked up about it. Who fucking cares what I that care. guy thinks? We're media members. That's all we have. Whatever, you, man. Do, That's do, all we have do, is do you, our egos. Do you, what is it? A list of media members the, in Chicago? The top yeah. most influential media members or whatever the hell he calls it. Uh, the bottom line is that do you understand how insecure all of us are, Lawrence? I, you, I you, get that, but like, settle down. It doesn't matter what one idiot thinks. All right. He's like not it. an idiot. He's a great man. I can't sure. wait for him to realize my genius at some point in his life. If I could just sure. make it at some point. He's great. I'll pay you, Gregorist. I will pay you off. What do I got to do? <laughs> to play. He's it's like those those like top lawyers payola? in Chicago list. Oh, that you, you know, best 40 under 40. It's the 40 people with yeah. the most money. How about how about still doing it at 50 miraculously list? Can I get in? Can I get on that list? Can I can I make that Who else one? Would be, who else would be on that list? Uh, do you still do it? Stucky. Stucky. No, Stucky's like like legit. I'm kind of just like a miracle. Uh, let's see who else. North. There, no, he. Well, that was a. Like, I want to see this list. It's um, the sometimes there's this thing called the internet, oh. Casey. And yeah, you, Casey, you, are you <laughs> the social person in this company? You, you, you it's, it's it's in there for you. But I, I'll link you after the show. Oh, I just, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. Um, so anyway, he puts it out every year. His name is Jeff Agerist. He works for the Sun Times. He is no Robert Feeder. No one is Robert Feeder. That's true. Jay Hood did not make the list. Gary Ross, and neither did Adam Hogue, and neither did David Haw, and neither did Mark Carmen. Mark Carmen. If we had a uh, top producers in Chicago sports, Lawrence Benedetto would, would be at the top. Oh yeah, sure. He's behind sure. the board today, oh, yeah, as totally. always. Yeah, definitely. Most yeah. talented CHGO host slash sideline personality Casey Standahar ladies and gentlemen number nice. one that's very kind well you're the only one that does it I mean let's be <laughs> honest you, you, this is true you 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 you, uh, you 1000 percent get the oh, get that I like award this list this is cute it's a cute list <laughs> it's cute, it's cute she list. Likes it. yeah it's, t- it's typical to what I expected I mean at least you got Ozzy on there Ozzy belongs there's a lot of guys that belong. Congrats to all the All right, we could talk about this for an hour. We are not. We have a good show planned today. We have a lot of Chicago sports things to talk about. Uh, first, want to tell you about the CHGO Bulls takeover, February 6th at the United Center. Who are they playing? Tickets on sale now. Minnesota Timberwolves. Love it, love it, the love it. powerhouse Minnesota Timberwolves. Hey, anytime to hang out with CHGO Bulls fans, I'm in. Yeah. And Edwards, let's go. I also want to tell you about our CHGO diehard program, You've been driving a lot of diehard memberships on CHO Bears because CHO is the place for Bears offseason coverage, most important offseason in history. Let, let, NFL history, not just Chicago Bears. I like how history. you called it a program, like like it's like a diet. A program. Well <laughs> get on our program. <laughs> I am here to uh, uh, do the same thing that I do on CHGO Bears on CH on the CHGO Sports Podcast. Uh, we need diehards. We are relying on you. Without you, we are nothing. If you have disposable income and you appreciate us, please become a diehard because without you, uh, you know, 
who it's knows not how- just it's not just for us it's for them it's mostly for them you get access exactly. to player profiles you get access to our discord we, we give you all the value times a thousand back we love it and um and gary ross leads us in our private conversations as he's in the chat right now you get to know gary in ways that i never thought you would get to know gary and that alone you get your pick of any uh, CHGO shirt. Here's a, t- uh, a tip, though. It's actually a credit for $35. So if you actually wanted to get a hoodie, you could apply that $35 to this hoodie or the hoodie you're wearing, Carm. So oh, wow. check that out, allchgo.com forward slash uh, diehard. And if you become a diehard, Mark Karma will come wash your car. I will. I will. Or Gary, I'll come wash your car in Algonquin. Gurney. Oh, he's much further than Algonquin. Wherever he is, I'll go. I've heard it's at least two hours to get to the city. Whatever. Gary is. Wow. Gary has supported me to the end of the earth. I will do anything for Gary. All right. Uh, this week's Taking Care of Business Award presented by ComEd. Don't have a lot of on-the-field uh, performances to uh, credit. I'm actually going to give this one to one of our friends from down under. It was nice to see him in Chicago. It was his first time in Chicago for ten, uh, over 10 years, he said. Luke Longley. Back for the Ring of Honor. Didn't get recognized uh, during the actual ceremony. He was just uh, introduced Luke. as part of the 95-96 so team. One, two, three what? together. Luke. <laughs> but I mean. Will Gottlieb posted a video of him, and it just like blew up. It got like hundreds of thousands of views because mm-hmm. everyone was so happy to see Luke Longley. And I don't. Th- it was just more about seeing Luke Longley, but like Luke Longley is a dude who's winning life. They asked him, hey, what are you up to, Luke Longley? And he's got this long hair, and, I mean, he still looks laid back. And he's like, I've been surfing. I've been coaching yeah, he basketball. Happy. He looks very happy. I, mm-hmm. I almost went up to him and said, dude, do you, you got an eighth I can buy? Or, I mean, maybe I'll go old school and just buy an ounce from you. The guy looked so solid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was just chilling. I mean, if you were going to – I mean, I thought maybe I would, you know – hit up harp or something like that but longley was the dude at that part it was good to see him i wish we would have been able to see more people and obviously we'll talk a lot about the bulls ring of honor I mean, celebration the, tip of the iceberg a, of the stupidity of that whole event was that yeah. he was not announced on his own the, the dude came from australia and we wasn't don't announce who, who's he announced it was with? just the team just the, the team. 95 96 team. team so they all they all stood and waved like you couldn't take the time to name wow. them it was a break. it was what a that, dumb, that a ceremony. Dumb we got to see like Tex Winter's grandson though. That was cool. And Jerry Krause's crying widow. Yeah, that's a problem. I believe that's the title of the show. It's Jerry Krause's crying widow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at my phone. I'm All right, I have Aaron uh, Andrews in my search. Aaron Andrews I, search on his Google. Oh, no. We were talking about great sideline reporters, and and somehow Aaron came she, up. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who's Casey going to be better than someday? And I, and I Googled Aaron Andrews. Oh, gosh. Oh, anyway. Boy. That's what happened. Well, today's show, we're going to talk about Jerry Krause and his legacy and whether or not Friday night was a turning point because there was a lot of booing when his name was announced, but it's, it really quickly turned into kind of a defense of Jerry Krause and his record with the Chicago Bulls. He passed away, I think, in 2017. Uh, I think there was a little bit of a defense there. People kind of really placed his, you know, his put 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 context to what he was able to achieve, but obviously it didn't stick well enough to kind of survive the last dance and then onto onto what happened Friday night. But it kind of seems like now you have Charles Barkley coming out and um, saying things. I will say it's kind of interesting. We haven't heard from Michael. We haven't heard from Phil Jackson. <laughs> Right. I, I don't think that we should have expected well, to. Well, I think but. Michael thought that his video that he sent in was Great video. like enough. Right. He looks healthy. I Yeah, I, the, Mike's video was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to the recipients. <laughs> like, was it bad lighting or did he not look healthy? It did not look it was, The lighting was great. not good. He blended into great. the background. It was, it was just a whole bad, bad scene. I'm bad. still incredibly right. pissed. Well, I'm we want to talk a little bit more in depth about Jerry Krause and we called up our good friend, Jack Silverstein, who's, I think, been on this show or CHGO Bears. He's been, he's been in the CHGO studios, studios he's, before. He's been at CHGO Bears. He's Devin Hester's biggest advocate, uh, but we're not talking about Hester today, even though that's coming down. We are yeah. about to... You can follow him at Reed Jack on Twitter. Uh, he's a Bulls historian. He actually just had a, a great newsletter on an interview with the Bull of uh, the... Utah Pizza Delivery Man. Incredible job. Which I read yesterday morning, which was a lot of fun. And once I read that, I was like, we got to get Jack on the show again. But we want to talk about Jerry. Jack, what's up, man? 
Hey, everybody. How are y'all doing? Good to see you. Good. I've been digging back into Carm's tweets since the uh, early days of Twitter just to see if he's changed his view at all. He has not. He has been consistent. I I have not. And uh, look, well, to set this up, yeah, uh, please to set this up, Jack, you are a big Jerry Krause fan, right? And yeah, absolutely. And a Carm, uh, not so much. So I think this might make for some good podcasting here. Well, Jack, let me ask you something. What particularly do you think that Jerry did well? What? Let's just start there. I want to. I want to know what do you. What do you think his best attribute as a general manager was? Let me ask you this. Let me ask. Let me answer your question with a with a question. Okay. All right. I just want to talk a little bit about Jerry Krause and and think a little bit about him. Okay. When he arrived in 1985 as GM, the only person who was on the team who won a championship as a player and coach was MJ. And obviously, that isn't that. There's the asterisk, right? That's the huge, enormous. He he got everybody but Michael, which is like saying I, you know, built a house without doors and walls. And I, I I get that absolutely. But I think we all agree that the Bulls were great because they were a great team. And it wasn't just Michael. We would have eventually won one, two, three. We would not have won six. Jerry got everybody from the top down, right below MJ. Jerry hired Phil Jackson at a time when Phil Jackson was preparing for his life after basketball. He thought his career coaching was over and he had to do something else. Jerry brought him in. He brought in Tex Winter whose Mm -hmm. offense became the foundation for 11 of 20 NBA championships. Mm -hmm. He won six NBA championships as a GM, which is more than R.C. Buford or more than R.C. Buford and Greg Popovich, more than Bob Myers. It is more than everybody except for Red Arbach and Jerry West. He's one of six banners hanging in the United Center for the Bulls, along with Jerry Sloan, Bob Love, Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, and Scottie Pippen. And he's in the Hall of Fame. So, Carm, if what I just named is not a good GM, if what I just named is a bad GM, then what is a good GM? So, listen, who was a a better player? (laughs) I already love this. This Uh, Who's a better player, Will Perdue or Wilt Chamberlain? Will Perdue's (laughs) got four rings, Jack. Wilt's got two. I don't think we can just count the rings. But Look, you know that he, that. But you know that that's a silly thing to say, especially in public. No, but, right? yeah, but wait, what are you person? saying? That Wilt Chamberlain you, is better? I, I'm. Jack's doing you, the. the but he, Carl, hold on. Hold on let, you let, know let, that okay. that's. You know that that's a silly. You know that that's Why? a silly thing to say, right? Why? In public. Because Wilt Chamberlain is the best player on his team, and Will Purdue was a backup center. They're not judged in the but, same way. So you know uh, that that's a silly thing to say. Well, but but the point is that Jerry. Everybody likes to argue the six rings for Jerry. And the whole point that I made the entire time that he was the GM of the Bulls is that if he didn't have Michael, he would never win anything. And when Michael left, he didn't win anything and was fired by his bestie owner who didn't want to get rid of him because he won nothing. If you go back in time, let's go from the beginning here, Jack. 1985, sure. his first draft, he gets all this credit for picking Charles Oakley, an obscure power forward at nine overall. Who I'm just gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna go ahead and preempt you. Not great in the draft. Let's move on. Not great in the draft. Which mm-hmm. is the main thing that he does. He was considered the sleuth for talent evaluation. I, I'm not going to allow you just to throw that down because I don't think people realize how bad he was in the draft. He had one good draft in his career. And by the way, he didn't want to take Horace Grant. He wanted to take Joe Wolf, and they had to plead with him to take Horace Grant. By the way, Reggie Miller, Hall of Famer, went next. He drafted one perennial all-star, what Jack. What are we going to do with Reggie Miller when Michael Jordan is your two-guard? Uh, now you sound like the Portland Trailblazers who had Clyde Drexler and didn't draft Michael play Reggie. What do you mean? What are we going to do with him? We'll put him at, we'll put him at point guard. We'll put him at the three. He's going to shoot wide open shots and be a kingpin. You pick the better player. Do you not? But so, and, 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 Hor- and Horace Grant wasn't the better player for that team. Well, okay. If that, if you want to nitpick, like where you would put him? That's not nit. That's not nitpicking. All right. Horace Grant, <laughs> Horace Grant was an all-star. He I was a great like defender. Should, how many? To, how, how many? Wait, hold on. How many? Horace was a good player. I love Horace, but again, that was his one good draft. 
Oakley ahead of Malone. In the second round, by the way, he picked Ken Johnson, Ty Corbin, Hot Rod Williams, Jared Wilkins. Every single year, if you look at his drafts, literally like the, in the next five players or the somewhere in the next five players drafted, someone was better. It's 86. He takes Brad Sellers. John Sally went two picks later. In the second round, he took Larry Kristoyak. 28, next player, Johnny Newman, Nate McMillan, Kevin Duckworth went 33, Jeff Hornacek went 46. How good would he have fit on the Bulls? People love Grew to get right down the road. It would, it would have been perfect. People look at him and they give him credit for it. Well, he found John Paxson. He found Steve Kerr. These guys would never have been anything without Michael. That they were the, they were absolutely other Charles Oakley for Bill Cartwright that trade doesn't I would work say those, the- I would I would say that what benefited those guys beyond Michael obviously everyone benefited from playing with Michael but the specific thing that benefited those guys Steve Kerr Bill Cartwright Ron Harper Judd Bushler Tony Kukoc the specific thing that benefited those people was the triangle offense because it allowed everyone to be involved and that comes from Tex Winter Okay, so, Again, so you ho- can you can do. Th- are you prepared to do this with Bob Myers? Are you prepared to do this with R.C. Buford? Are you prepared to do this with Pat Riley? You so, can do so, this with literally every GM. I, 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 Jim we, Jim Finks Jim Finks didn't pick Joe Montana, but he still we, won a Super Bowl. We uh, so listen. We we I am not prepared to have go through every one of their resumes right now. It took me an hour to Casey to, is to, though to to prepare for yeah. that. But look, I just. You, the, the, you can point to the triangle and you can point to Phil and you can point to Tex. And I give him credit for that. Phil Jackson was a hell of a hire. Now, the Bulls like to stand up there and say that Phil Jackson would never have been discovered if it weren't for Jerry Krause. I don't personally believe that. I think somebody would have taken a chance on Phil Jackson. But he, the bottom line is the Bulls did. So I do give him credit for Phil. And I give him credit for Doug Collins. Doug Collins was a good hire. He worked at the time. It didn't end up well for whatever reason. But by the way... They weren't running the triangle offense at that time, too. And people who could shoot the ball outside of Michael still looked good. Sam Vincent looked good with the Bulls. So did so did Pax at that time. So did Craig Hodges. So did you before they, they all any it, it was it just wasn't very hard to figure out that if I put somebody who can shoot next to Michael because they're double teaming him, that it's going to work. That's that I don't I don't give you what a is genius. Your statement? Hey, so, what is your statement on Jerry Krause? Jerry my Krause statement, is, my statement, is my statement, my statement is this. He. He, he was a bad talent evaluator, and he had an incredible, disgusting small man's complex that he starved for the credit to the point that he poisoned the entire run, and he ended it because of his incredibly inflated ego. And there was no reason that it needed to be to go the way that it went. I don't know if they would have won in 99, but I wouldn't have bet against them. And the, to come into the 98 season and, and say, if you go 82-0 and 0 to Phil Jackson, you're not coming back. And to, in essence, end the dynasty. Over Tim Floyd. Over to, is, is ridiculous, is absurd. He should have been fired. And by the way, the one thing I didn't mention yet, he tried to trade Scottie Pippen before the second three-peat for Sean Kemp. David Kaplan ran into some dude in the elevator who was Kemp's age. He said, well, I'm going to be seeing a whole lot of you more. And it got word back to the Sonics owner. He tried tried to trade Pippen after that as well. He had a deal that the Clippers backed out of in February of 95, right before Michael came back. Right. He nearly cost him three titles, Jack. That's true. So, so I don't, so I, why are your point? Your point is that you don't like Jerry Krause and therefore Jerry Krause's flaws are greater than his strengths. That's your point. Uh, your point. Can I throw a a couple more of his strengths in, right? My my point, my point is that he's a bad. Your point, Carm, is that Jerry Krause is a crummy guy who was mean and a bully and soil yes. things. I want to read you. I want to read you a little something. This is from Scottie Pippen's memoir, Unguarded. Okay. Surpri- I mean, all I, mean right. I don't know better, if I, better than I, I was expecting. Here, okay. here, here's what I want to read you. Okay, go ahead. Do you think, do you think Scottie Pippen sold more books or more bottles of bourbon, by the way? Um, by the way I don't know, but after reading the book, I drink the bourbon. Um, <laughs> all right, this, this is what he says. I realize now that plenty of times when Michael and I were critical of Jerry Krause, we should probably have pointed the blame at Jerry Reinsdorf. Reinsdorf made the important business decisions, not Krause. Reinsdorf refused to renegotiate my contract year after year, not Krause. Reinsdorf owned the Chicago Bulls, not Krause. I think that the biggest damaging impact 
of Jerry Krause down the stretch is what it did to sully the Bulls' name and the Bulls' brand with future players. We should have been able to regenerate the way that the Miami Heat now have done or the way that the Lakers always did. And instead, we were immediately putting a cap on the goodwill of the organization. And that's more important to me than the question of, oh, could we have drafted you know, Sean Kemp or Michael Finley, or could we have done this in 99? You know, we won six titles. I'm not really, I don't sit here as a, as a Chicago fan and go, geez, the seventh title I didn't get. I think about how Lovey's Bears broke down. I think about how the Cubs only won one, the White Sox only won one, the Sky only won one. I think maybe about that the Hawks didn't go back to back because that's so much fun. I think obviously about the 85 Bears not you know, winning 86, 88. But I don't spend a lot of time thinking, boy, the greatest team of my life could have been one ring better if da-da-da-da-da. What I do think about... In a 50-game season. Yeah, what I do think about is what Jerry Reinsdorf allowed to fester in his organization and how that sullied free agents and big players down the road all the way to the summer of 2020, uh, summer of 2010 when Dwayne Wade was on the record saying, look, we look at that organization. We say, where's Michael? Where's Scotty? This is something that we weigh. And this is a Chicago guy who now has a statue in Miami. Those are the things I think about when I think about that team. Jerry Krause, what did he do? What did he ever do? Well, he traded – Will Purdue for Dennis Rodman. He traded Stacey King for Luke Longley. He rebuilt one three-peat into another three-peat on the fly in 18 months. He came up with Brian Williams when we needed somebody. He came up with Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen in the same draft. I don't care. You get, you get credit for it. You're there. You're in the big seat. You get, you get the credit. So the idea of like, well, Jerry Krause, blah, 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 blah. Listen, do I agree with you that Michael Jordan is more important than Jerry Krause? Yes, I do. Do I agree with you that Jerry Krause could be an absolute bully and a jerk to people he didn't like and unnecessarily pushed off people that he didn't like? Yes, I do. He went in 1965 to run a AAA affiliate of Cleveland Indians called the Portland Beavers and was fired in less than a year for what was called a personality conflict. He came in with Dick Mata, and Dick Mata sent him packing. After Dick Mata left, he had a second stint with the Bulls in 1976, and in his first week made enemies with Ray Meyer by accidentally offering Ray Meyer the job of Bulls head coach and then saying, sorry, never mind, I never said that. And he was fired in less than a year. Jerry, Christ, Jerry Krause has pissed people off everywhere he has gone. In 1990, before any titles, Ben Jarofsky of The Reader wrote this great profile called Nobody Cheers for Jerry Krause. This is not like big news that Jerry Krause is a surly man. He even possibly made up the fishing story about Tim Floyd. So there are, there are a lot of issues there. I agree with them all. But the point is, he built a team that won six titles. How did he do it? What is he responsible for? I don't really care to get nitpicky on six championships. Jack, we listen. I appreciate the conversation. We, I think, we can get to a point where we both agree. If you'll agree with this, do sure. you do you agree that if Jerry Krause never had Michael Jordan, the you, the overwhelming evidence would tell you that he never would have won one title? Would you agree with that? The overwhelming evidence would agree. Yeah. It would be. Sure, it would be, I'll give you that. I mean, you. that's okay. the hypothetical. That's the hypothetical of hypothetical. What? I, 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 I can leave. That's fine. As long as we can agree on that, the dude wouldn't want shit without MJ, which is why the fact that he, what he did to the organization, which you just underlined, by the way, you don't have to clip anything I said from this whole thing. You just outlined my argument for me better than I did. That was fantastic. So look, which is why I'm bothered by the dude. He starved for you, credit. Do you agree? Do you agree, Carm? Do you yeah. agree? that the Bulls won six championships and not four and not two because of the moves that Jerry Krause made. No, no, I don't. Because if you, because well, that's ridiculous. Well, it's, but it's not, <laughs> that's but a ridiculous thing to say. Do we win how, six championships without Phil Jackson? It, hold on. Listen, Russell won do 11. Win, do we win six championships without Phil Jackson? I, I listen. I, I don't hold it. I don't oh, hold come it. Now I answered your question straight up. I, we win six championships. I'm trying to answer, Jack. I, Jack. I'm trying to answer the question. I, I, I don't. 
I don't hold that Phil Jackson was the only guy in the world that could have coached Michael to six rings. I don't. I think there's a lot of dudes. I, you, you, you tell me that Greg Popovich is coaching that team. Do they do they go and win six titles? I'm pretty. Okay, I don't so know. one of the other greatest coaches of all time. Well, whatever. <laughs> you, you, uh, give, give me Eric Spolstra. Give me give me anybody who can under. Would, would Doug Collins have done it? He would have yeah, won some. Uh, Doug was Doug was a little crazy. Doug Doug was a lot crazy. Yeah, so, Doug, so Doug Doug had his personality challenges. Doug wasn't yeah, going so, to. Were we going to do it with Stan Albeck? Were we going uh, to maybe with- maybe at least uh, I, I I liked it. I I don't know. I they were as You're far as throwing I, Phil Jackson out right now. I'm just that's what I, I hear. I'm not, what I, I hear is you're taking a guy who is arguably the greatest head coach in NBA history, and you're taking the general manager who pulled him back into basketball when he was preparing his life after hoops, and you're sitting here saying that this guy is no bearing on the fact that we have the biggest bragging rights of all sports fans in America when we're growing up. Is that what you're saying? Well, Look, I all I'm saying is that Michael was so damn good that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that he wouldn't have won without Phil. That's all I'm saying. Now, how many would he have won? I don't know. How many would he have won? Well, look, I I think if they had done it right, let's just say for argument's sake that they had drafted. We didn't do it right. We won six championships. That wasn't right. How long did it take them to win? How many years did it take them to win? Seven, seven. freaking years. Should it have taken seven years with the greatest player of all time by eight miles? I don't think it should have. He, if he had done anything in the draft other than draft Scottie Pippen, they would have won earlier. What happens if he had drafted Carl Malone instead of Charles Oakley in 1985? How quickly would, would, would we have won? Would we have gotten and faster? He only, Jack, he needed Carl one. Carl Malone, who never won a championship. He would have won folded, it with Mike. Who, who, folded, who, folded, who folded in some of the biggest games he ever played. He not folded because Jordan took the ball to, from him. Not Wait, to, go ahead. Not to mention, right. not to mention, the, not to mention the fact that Scottie Pippen is a uniquely perfect pairing for MJ because he can guard the guys who MJ is going to guard. He can handle the ball when MJ is not wanting to handle the ball. That's what I was going to say. Like Jerry Krause, who else built like before Michael Jordan, every championship team was built around a big, right? It was never done around a two guard. Krause did that. You didn't have those athletic three fours. Right. Scotty Pippen was an was a forerunner before all that. Jerry Krause got into Europe before a lot of scoutings did. Like eh, he was, he, Phil told him to go draft Divots and he and he blew it on Vladi, and then he found Tony the next year. And everybody loves to give him credit for Tony, which was he gets gets, sure. gets some guy never made an All Star team. But you're not giving uh, him credit for anything. I'm giving him credit for Pippen. I'm giving him credit. I, I, he had one great draft, and I'll, I'll th- you want to give him credit for Horace after being talked into? That's totally fine. He did it. I, I give him credit for that draft. That draft was amazing. I'm not giving him credit for Will Purdue for Dennis Rodman. Anybody would have traded Will Purdue for Dennis Rodman, and it wouldn't have worked without Michael. You needed Michael to deal with Dennis and go run him down in Las Vegas in his bedroom with Carmen Electra. That would have been a disaster on any other team, but he respected MJ, so it worked here. I, it wouldn't have worked without Phil Jackson. Phil, and it wouldn't have worked without one of Dennis's favorite people in the organization, Tex Winter. Okay, so so let's do All a right. pie chart. Let's do a pie chart. How much do you? Sure. Wh- how much? What what percentage of the Bulls six titles do you give to Michael? Sixty percent. Okay. Okay. Sixty percent. And what do you give to Phil? Yeah, I mean, all right. So maybe, so maybe Michael's not. All right. So yeah, maybe Michael's not sixty. Maybe Michael alone is 50 and maybe phil is 30 we're gonna run out of slices here i I understand Um, i i got it like look i'm just saying that for me it's not 50 30 it's it's if we're if we're gonna compare just if we just did michael and phil how much did michael his talent and his ability to do what he did and phil i'll you want to give phil 10 percent on a 100 percent? okay i'll give him 10 that's 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 all i'm giving him um so and I listen, the other thing with Phil, too, that doesn't get talked about, which bothered me, and we don't have to talk about this for eight more hours because I could do it for eight more hours. Phil, this is the most passionate I've ever seen Carm in his two years of working. Phil, well, this is, this, is, this is my childhood. This is the core of me, and we're in it right now. Phil <laughs> left, man. Jerry Reinsdorf came to him at the end and said, will you stay? He made one last salvo at him, and Phil's like, I'm out of here. I'm riding my motorcycle off, whatever. He had personal stuff going on at the time, and he left. So I don't think Phil gets enough blame for walking out the door at the very end. Now, it would have been— Oh, I re- agree with that. The, yeah. the, 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 the Bulls splintered across 
several different fault lines. Jerry yeah. Krause was a problematic personality. Let, let me hold you right there, ways. Jack, because I, I Jack, I want to talk about um, yeah, kind of your your feelings on what happened Friday night. But first, we we got to tell you about uh, Ray. Uh, Chevrolet, are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. Our partner, Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Fox Lake, is starting their Ray Resolution with the Start Something New sales event. You know what that means. You'll be able to shop incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock because they want to clear the lot to make room for brand new 2024 vehicles. For a limited time, you can get up to $9,000 off on new Jeep models with a dealer discount. That's not all. Shop their last call on remaining 2023 Dodge Challenger and Charger models, including Hellcats, Scat Packs, and more. Dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand, so you don't want to miss out on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from. At Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to Ray's price promise. Don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long. And save big because Ray CDJR makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. Fans right now can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at raycdjr.com slash service, but you have to schedule before January 31st. If you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake for more information, visit Ray CDJR and Fox Lake or RayCDGR.com, serving the community since 1963. And if you're looking for tickets in the secondary market, just do it right now through GameTime. Download the GameTime app. GameTime is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for sports, for music, for comedy, for theater, for debates with me and Jack here. Um, let's go. Lowest price guarantee, the event cancellation protection, you get the when you click on there, you see the view from all the seats in the venue, so you can really just assess like what's the great, but what's the best value right now. That if you look at the whole stadium, I like doing it that way. All in prices show you the total up front. You just do it that way because you don't even think about the fees. The fees are everywhere. Best prices are on Game Time. Do this now. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and yes, you do get a discount with using CHGO. Use that code CHGO twenty dollars off your first purchase, so you can go see the Bulls. Play mediocre basketball for you know, like I don't know. See the Jerry Cross twenty to the 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 solid Bulls organization right now, uh, but which I love still going to games because I love the Bulls to the end of the earth. Let's go twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, before we uh, get back into uh, Carmen and Jack talk, I, I want to give Casey the floor right here. Oh, Casey, hello. I'm sorry because Casey and I'm I have so just sorry. been. We've just been very I, nice. So no, I have. No, you Casey. guys, this was very, I learned a lot from both of you already. So well, thank you. Casey, what did you think of what happened on Friday night? Um, not being from Chicago and not being around and alive for all, a lot of the drama that surrounds the Bulls. Um, I just thought it was sad. I was sad for his wife. I was sad for Thelma. I thought from a TV production standpoint, they could have handled it in a better way. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe show her first then go to the banner of him or, or somehow do it so that folks know that she's in the house, that she's there at the United Center. I don't know if that would have changed anything, though. I don't know if Bulls fans yeah. who are drinking, who are passionate, would have been like, oh, so it was, here, it was a tradition to boo Jerry Cross when they, sure. when they would have a rally. Sure. I, he would get booed because it was this it was a very public feud between the players between the coaches yeah. and jerry kraus and ownership mm-hmm. so i could see what but bulls the bulls leadership had to have seen that coming and they did it i mean they just fumbled the bag yeah it, the production element of it i was upset about because she mm. was clearly like no no and like looking away and it, it made me sad well yeah look this was the bulls handled it terribly i think that's just beyond obvious but if they if they had put up a picture of th- like a, just a little bit of a pause, put Thelma on the screen representing the late general manager, Jerry Krause. I don't know if booze would have stopped. I don't think it would if have they had prevented show, I think it. If they had shown her first, it would it would have, it, well, it would have. You were, you were there, Carm. So like it, did it really, like they, I, I saw Will's video. Did it really pivot that quickly? Like, oh shit, like. 
Well, they put him up there. Right. They put his a picture, picture and, of it, him. and it was instant. I mean, yeah. boo. That was my it was, visceral reaction. Yeah, it, it, that's at, how at I call it. Watching it's, TV on TV. It, it's like it was. It was a straight visceral. It was like seeing for a, for well, some Bulls fans. It was like car- straight seeing the devil. It's very powerful. Yeah. yeah. Carm, Carm, did you have a sense, or, or could you see generally the age of the booers? Was it predominantly no. younger, predominantly older? Could you tell? Uh, I, I couldn't, but it, but Jack, it was loud. It was coming. No, from I, I heard it immediately at home. Yeah. I I I, I yeah. screamed. I don't think we can just point to these are all 25-year-olds who are drinking on a Friday night. Well, and I was thinking, is it people who just watched The Last Dance, right, like who, me, who didn't know the history and weren't around for the history as much? Yeah. The, well, the, the, there's there's no... See, The, the Last that's Dance... That's why part, I'm asking, Casey. That's yeah, exactly the, the Last Dance obviously did not help Jerry's image in any way. In fact, it, I'm sure it, 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 it hurt it uh, and, and, and ratcheted things back up. But they were booing him before The Last Dance, man. He was yeah. booed at every ring ceremony, yeah. six yeah. times, you know, every well, single time. So I wanted to have Jack on today though like so when jerry dies in 2017 and the obituaries talk about his record and i think that there were things written by dan wetzel uh adrian wojnarowski saying like look this guy really did have a, a large outsized impact on the bulls and it kind of felt like okay well maybe jerry krause's history got rewritten there a little bit then <clears throat> the last dance happens and we see all that again it kind of everything got ripped open again now this happens. Bulls fans get dragged through. Everyone in the net, you know, Charles Barkley is is ripping Bulls fans. Okay, let let's say they hold this thing next week, right? Let's let's they, they do it over next week and they put Jerry Krause up on the board. Does he get cheered or booed again? I don't know. I the 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 place where I put it is these are even if they're younger uh, people who watch the. These are these are individuals who are responsible for their actions. Now, I, I enjoyed the parlor game as next as, as as much as anybody about what is the actual background of why Jerry Krause is being booed in 2024. I don't really care. It was a it was a terrible thing that those people did, and I hope they drove home feeling crappy about themselves and their choices because it was a really terrible thing. Hold your tongue for 45 seconds, all right, Thelma or not. Hold your tongue. For 45 seconds, there are six banners hanging up there that came from 2% of a pie chart, if you want to do it, Carm, that came somehow from Jerry Krause. And there are six other banners of bulls who have been honored, and he is one of them. Hold your tongue for 45 seconds. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what the reason is. Be quiet. This isn't about you. It's not your moment. Show a little bit of respect and just be quiet. If you don't want to cheer, fine. It's like my mother said, you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything. Just sit there in your seat and shut up and be quiet <laughs> Yeah. And, and let this celebration roll on. And, and for the record, uh, this is one part of the podcast where I 100% agree with Jack. I... I was I stood mute. I was there. I didn't I didn't cheer for him. I didn't boo. I just listened to it. I will admit to being like minorly amused by it at the time. I didn't I didn't instantly think that this was terrible. And then when they put Thelma on the screen, I'm like, oh my god, this is horrible. This is just absolute. Like it could not have gone worse. How could you do that to her? It's foul. Yeah. So it like foul. I, I you know so that's how that's how it went for me. It, Jack uh, Matt Peck uh, on the post game show that night. Put some of the blame on Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan might wear some of the blame. Phil Jackson might wear some of the blame. Do you agree with that? Yeah, kind of. But but Jerry started this long before those guys. I mean, Jerry Jerry's Jerry. I mean, Mm. and and that is the thing about him is that he has always been this way. Go back and read. I don't want to say it on the air because I don't want it to be clipped out. But I have a piece called Third Times a Charm. For Jerry Krause, it's about Jerry Krause's first two stints with the Bulls and gets into his whole history. Go read what some of the guys from the Suns were saying about him when he was audio taping guys to have, you know, files on them. I mean, Jerry Krause is Jerry Krause, and 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 he he made his bet. And the things that have been said about Jerry Krause in death are things that were said about him in life. And uh, you know, Michael upped the ante. Phil up the ante. Phil always played the media game. But Jerry also did a lot to do that. I mean, Carm, you opened this by asking me what was he best at. And Jerry Krause was best at. He put a system in place, and he was best at, at finding a lot of people for, that, for the, that system. And he was great at doing what he thought was right. 
and listening to his own and trusting himself and trusting his inner circle. And that's maybe where he falls a little bit lower than Jerry West or Pat Riley, because a big part, obviously, of winning NBA championships is the stars. And Jerry couldn't quite ever abide the stars, that, that he wasn't going to get the recognition. The, the great quote came from Phil Rosenthal, who I think summed it up better, better than anybody. He said something to the effect of, Jerry Krause deserved more credit than he got and wanted more credit than he deserved. And I think that really says exactly what you need to say about Krause. He was never someone who was going to get on with the stars. And if you were a star and he brought you in, then he thought, all right, well, I brought you in. I, you know, you owe me this with, with Phil or, or, or with Tony or, or with Johnny Bach or whoever that absolutely is, is all true. Um, and Michael played into that. You're never going to win a PR battle against Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I don't care where you are. I don't care what time it is. You are, it is not going to happen. But I, again, Jerry and, and Michael, Michael's allowed to have his beef with Jerry. And Scotty's allowed to have his beef and Phil. And I think part of what happened with Bulls fans is we started playing into what were personal dramas between colleagues, between co-workers or Boston employee and we started playing in and picking sides and that stuff really had nothing to do with us like Jerry Krause was still doing a job that was bringing us all happiness Mark your life is richer because Jerry Krause walked this earth and that he did it in Chicago and you can sit here and laugh and you can deny it all you want but that is the truth your life is richer because Mark Carmen if the Bulls had won three championships you would have enjoyed that but you wouldn't have held anything over Lakers fans you wouldn't have had anything to hold over Celtics fans you wouldn't have held anything to hold over Pistons fans or now Warriors fans or Spurs fans it would have been wasn't that great when we won those three titles over six years yeah and that's what it would that's what it would have been so is Michael responsible? No, these are grown people, and Michael has his legitimate source of beef, and it's none of my business. And Scotty has his, and Phil had his, and Johnny Bach had his, and Tex Winter had his, and that's that's none of my business. So was Mark he Carmen partially responsible? His. Sure, but Jerry's responsible for himself, and the fans who booed, I, I hope, if anyone of you are listening, I, I hope you feel real bad. I really do, and I hope you, I hope you drove home sad and realized what you did. Now, in, on TV, I've heard that in the stadium, you couldn't see that Thelma was there. On TV, we saw that sweeping opening shot, and as soon as I heard those boos, I screamed. Not just for her, but because it's his night, it's his moment, he earned it, he deserved it. 45 seconds, be quiet. I don't blame Michael Jordan for this. I don't blame The Last Dance for this. I blame those individual people who sat up there and thought, now's my time to be a jerk. You, you did not know that she was there in the stadium at all. That, so you, they, they, they get a pass on that. And I'll, I do know one person who booed whose name was. No, you don't make. get a pass. You shouldn't, have, you shouldn't be boo a guy in well, death no, no, on no. the night you he's get, being you celebrated. Get, you, you, wait, hold on, hold on. You get a, you get a pass on booing a widow. Like that, you're, that, that, you, that level of guilt. When you do mean things, when you do mean things and you think selfishly and you behave selfishly and you think just about how you want to feel and get this moment off, when you do those things, there are unintended consequences. And one of those unintended consequences that night happened to be, oh, whoops, Thelma Krause is sitting there on that's, the court. That, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I do, I do know one person who booed whose name will remain nameless. And afterwards, he did feel bad. And he didn't even know the jury was dead. <laughs> like, like, you know, he, so he's like, he, and I'm like, he, like, it was, where it was, was he? I'm like, he's dead. It was, oh, it was Dale and, and Terry. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was Dale and Terry. No. Oh God. Uh, and it's funny that you bring up Johnny Bach. I'll just tell one story and then you, I'll stop talking. Johnny Bach. Yeah was the greatest and people don't know who that was he was a assistant coach on the first three championship teams who Jerry Krause ultimately got rid of because he thought that Johnny Bach had been talking to Sam Smith who wrote the Jordan rules and um and Johnny Bach was just a, a, a he was a great coach and a phenomenal man so they used to the Bulls used to practice at the multiplex which was a was a health club that anybody could go to yeah it was like 40 bucks a month um you know it wasn't it wasn't some you know it, it was super expensive back then at any rate I went up to Johnny Bach as somebody who was writing for the Shoreline Highland Park High School newspaper. Hey, Johnny, <laughs> is there any way that I could write a, a piece on you? And, and I didn't even, like, 
I barely wrote for the shoreline or whatever, but like I would see him. He's like, sure, no problem. So he invites me in to like the offices at the multiplex of the Bulls, me and Johnny Bach. I have no idea what to do with this. <laughs> I start, I have my beef with Krause at the time. I, you know, this is before they had won. I just, you know, I straight despised the guy. And, and I, and I start asking him and he starts firing away. Like it w- I'm like, you're telling the shoreline kid. So I'm like, this is gold. I don't know where to put it, what to do with it. There's no Twitter. There's no, anything. but like they, it, 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 which just fed into my whole opinion of him because these people were around him and they just, they did not like the guy uh, at all. So, you know, Doug Collins, not going to say anything good about him. Johnny wasn't going to say anything to him. The only guy that would say something good about him was Tex. Uh, and then, and it could have been so much different for him if he had done, you know, some just some work on himself rather than carrying around whatever he carried around his whole yeah, life. The, the, the great Rick Tellender profile in Sports Illustrated of him kind of made the point. In Chicago, we usually love characters like Jerry Krause who are imperfect or whatever. And right. Krause couldn't just kind of get out of his own way to just, you know, even make the slightest bit of, you know, offer an olive he, branch he, to anybody. Well, and the two-guard thing that you brought up, like, Jerry used to say that all the time. I'm trying to do something that no one's ever done before. Win a championship with a two guard, yeah. dude. You can't. You're 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 telling Michael Jordan, the greatest player of all time, that it's a challenge to win with him. Now, if you're Jordan, you're hearing that. I'm like, are you are you kidding? I I am carrying this team on my back. You're handing me Brad Sellers and 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 a bunch of slop, and you're drafting Will Purdue. No offense to Will, love Will Purdue, but like. I, I, I'm trying to do something that no one's ever done, but win a championship. Dude, you are in your own way in ways that you don't even see to levels that you don't understand. And it's, it's and it had a huge cost for him. One more thing before we let you go, Jack, do we ever see a proper celebration, a bulls title celebration ever again at the United center? Wow, G- given question. everything that we know about Michael and Scotty and the beef that they have with each other. And I mean, what was I that really the last, the last stab at it? I don't know. And that makes me really sad, actually, Kevin. I mean, that is, that's, it's really, it's really sad. And I don't, I don't blame, I don't blame Scotty for feeling some kind of way toward Michael about how the last dance was produced and what kind of angle it had. I don't blame Michael for having beef with Scotty for the way that he reacted and went on, you know, that whole media tour and the way he's talked. I don't feel, you know, I don't, I don't, and then, and then I don't blame Scotty for what every, you know, Scotty's been through some rough times, you know, in the past, like four or five years in a lot of ways in ways that are serious and and not a joke. Um, But, but that dynamic, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that the bulls were celebrating the 91 title and brought everybody back to the United center and had the entire team out there on the court. I mean, you, Carm, you mentioned Craig Hodges, and Craig Hodges's career in Chicago didn't end the way that he wanted, and Craig Hodges is out there. And, and uh, you know, oh, that was a really beautiful moment. And it hurts. Yeah, it hurts that this team, we might not see, you know, as much as people get, like, fed up with, with the 85 Bears, gosh, at least those guys are friends. Yeah. At least they want to come out. Or you look at Lovey's Bears and how everyone a few years ago all came out. Thomas Jones hadn't been to Soldier Field since he was a member of Kansas City and he comes out, he gets this hero's welcome, you know, Charles and, and Zoom and, and Erlacher and everybody and Briggs. And it's, it's really beautiful. And they're, and they, for the most part, not everybody, it's a, you know, you're a big team, but for the most part, they're friends and the, gosh, the, or when I see the White Sox, you know, the 05 White Sox and they're paling around, it's, this is the greatest team that has ever been in Chicago. It is the it is arguably the greatest team that's ever been in the NBA. It is an iconic franchise. Jerry Reinsdorf is still making money overseas. There was that graphic uh, a few years ago that showed the top 10 jersey sales. Michael Scotty and Dennis were all in the top 10 jersey sales in I think 2020. I mean, it this team was something big and beautiful. It's what I'm writing my book about by the way, reject.substack.com. Uh thanks for the shout out earlier, Kevin. Thanks thanks for reading card. But um it's it's something that was big. It meant so much to everybody, and it's and it's just gone. And mm-hmm. they, even when they try to honor it, they like they like can't do it. And and the fact that nobody jumped up to defend Thelma Kraus right in that moment was disheartening. But man, it's it stinks. So uh, is that ever going to happen? I mean, they have a lot of work to do to repair that real real work. Um, and I don't know how it gets fixed without multiple people coming to the table with a genuine interest 
to do that work. Well, maybe they'll work it out at a, a future wedding to, to be named late. <laughs> I should have said that. Jack, thank you for joining us. Uh, you're always great when you're on. Make sure you check out uh, Jack's uh, Substack because it is awesome and you'll always learn something. We'll see you soon, my friend. All right, Kevin, Casey, and Carm, my fellow cup champion. Thank you very much. Thank I know you. Casey won it. I met fellow cup manager champion is what I met there. So. Jack, you're the man. I pre- we appreciate it, brother. Great to have All you. All right, man. guys. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye. All right. Next week, we are going to be doing this show live from Midtown Bannockburn because Midtown is our place to go work out. And they have four Chicago land locations. There's Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park, and Bannockburn in the North Shore, where we'll be next Thursday afternoon. Uh, CHGO Bears will also be doing the, the show uh, if you go check out Midtown Palatine right now, they have launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which they're finishing up. And Midtown right now is offering no initiation fees this January at Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook. So come out next Thursday, sign up, no initiation fees, get Carm's autograph, uh, meet Lawrence, and we'll have a good time. Uh, Midtown yeah, offers, what's that? Because of me. <laughs> You're going to have so much fun. Something uh, Midtown has something at the clubs for everyone, whether you're single, you uh, you have a family, you're looking to make a lifestyle change in 2024, and it's really going to be the nicest fitness club you've ever been to. Uh, everything is just so top of the line. If you've been, you think you've been to a nice gym, Midtown is probably going to be nicer than that. There's something to do for the entire family. Uh, if you have a family, childcare is included with family memberships. Uh, Lots of cool features like uh, really cool locker rooms with wet and dry saunas, premium and amenities, and then pretty much any type of class that you want to do from high-intensity interval training to yoga to spin and cycling is there. Uh, right now, you can head over to midtown.com forward slash CHGO to find out more and schedule your tour of Midtown Athletic Club uh, today. And it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it, Casey. Yeah, with the electric grid evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs, as well as all moving with confidence toward an electric tomorrow, whether you have one delivery van, a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. Why don't you tell us what business owners should do? You can go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to ComEd.com slash clean. Casey, did you just say comed.com slash clean i did carm go now and see how electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come all right Hmm. so we're gonna pivot from bulls right now and talk about another rhinosaur team the chicago white Sox, who made headlines late last night uh, with the sun times report that they are looking and in serious talks and building a possible ballpark on the 78th block down there in the south loop and uh prime real estate yeah it's uh it's a lot better than a headline of hey we're we might be moving to nashville um i'm for it the yeah so guaranteed rate the the lease is up in five years they kind of have to get moving and figure out they just built it the wrong way oh so turn it around seriously oh my god do they do the what cannot stand Ever since they built it, I, I'm so annoyed. And they, they the said it was because... The outfield faces nothing, and it could they, face the city. Yeah, and they, it's because they wanted to keep 35th and Shields as their address. I don't know. Put the fucking mailbox on 35th and Shields then, <laughs> in, in the left field corner. Do do we... Uh, I'm all... Look, whatever. Sweet new stadium. Hopefully that we're not paying for it. That's great. Although I love that location for the Bears, even though clearly that's probably doesn't fit for them. But Probably too small. Yeah, but so... Do we really think that the White Sox deserve a new stadium, and that people no. and that people no. will and that people well, will I, go? I, I think the the talk about public money, I mean, is just a non-starter. If the Cubs could not get money, there's no way that politicians are going to line up to give the least popular team in Chicago a bunch of public money. It's just not this going to happen. This is Jerry trying to make a move because he wants to threaten to leave. So he's like, "I'll stay if you build me a new nice one of the." You South think of. that's what's going on? A little bit. Don't you guys? Well, I, I think the Nashville the Nashville stuff is going on so that they could get money for this. But I, I just don't think, I, I think people would, would, at this point, would call us bluff. I mean, there's not a lot of public money 
coming for any stadiums, certainly not at, not in a blue state anymore. Like, I I mean, are we gonna are we gonna have some huge debt in Chicago because of? I, I just of, don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bears. I don't think the Bears are, are gonna get like. I don't think the Bears are in part to get money. Although with Brandon Johnson now, who knows? I, yeah, I. But, well, but but Chicago has no money to give. Illinois has no money to give. So. Listen, I, I'm down for you want they want to buy the land and and we'll tax you up and you want to build a new stadium go go get them Jerry yeah I mean I listen I live right there and what people are writing about like look the green line runs through there the red line runs right through there um, you could take a water taxi there yeah, apparently I, apparently I didn't know you could take the water taxi there this you know I, I love the South Loop it's, I love it's, a water taxi it would be good, amazing yeah. um, <laughs> I so mean, to, to me, the, the the thing that strikes me is like, okay, this sounds great. This sounds like a potential franchise saver. Um, uh, why do you think why, it is, saves it, the is there going to be a right fielder involved? Well, yeah, I don't. Well, I said poten- uh, potential because you still have the same landlord, right? And if you still had the same game day experience, I mean, they they can't. For all the shortcomings that that their current home has they still you know you, you you should be able to figure out a system to get people through the gates on time you should <laughs> figure out a system to like where you're not spending you know an entire inning waiting for a hot dog or Seriously. whatever i mean the, you know you should be able to not treat people who buy tickets to the upper deck of, uh, upper deck as second class citizens right, right? yeah that's so as long as that stuff still exists and you're not focusing on the customer and I, I don't think that Jerry Reinsdorf's White Sox have focus on the customer and that long time in a variety of whether it's the ballpark experience whether it's the on the field experience like it's not there so yeah that you could go out there and figure this whole thing out and it looks great and you'd have a view of the skyline beyond left field but if you're not figuring out the other stuff, then you're going to fill that stadium for one season, maybe two, and then you're going to be right back to square one. So yeah, I'm not sure what they're focused on in that organization. Yeah, I, the getting through the gate part is a is a great underlining. I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand how you've been there that long and yet you can't figure out how to people to get people in and out of your stadium. That's just a bad job. I also do wonder, on the positive side, if they did have somebody figuring that out and they made it all smooth. What are they going to do with that land there? Because to me, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like a perfect site for the Bears. You've got, you're right off the highway. I'm not talking about the 70. I'm talking about where the socks are right now. Yeah. Let's tear it. You can tear that thing. You know, Kevin Warren keeps on talking about how he loves downtown Chicago and whatnot. I don't see why you can't build a sweet Bears stadium right there. Parking's all around. And I think you'd have to figure out what to do with, the, with those railroad tracks, right? I mean, or will you still have enough room? Because you're I, pinned in by the railroad tracks. That, that, right. I get, I, I don't know. There's got to be some architectural person who could figure out how to. You've got the huge thing here. You got the you, you got where old Comiskey was over there. And would you still be able to build everything the Bears want from an actual, you know, stadium village sort of thing? Right. And so what am as if 35th is your the stadium's going across 35th right there, and you can't get through, and it's it's blocked. You got got to go around it, and you build this whole thing there. I don't know. There's got to be a way to use that land, but. A sweet White Sox stadium in the South Loop, that would be better for the White Sox than where they're at right now. But yeah. it's just... It'll be I, interesting to see how this comes in. Look, I mean, Ryan Sorf has experience in building a stadium and a pretty nice stadium with private money and turning it into a moneymaker with the United Center. So there's no reason that, that you wouldn't be able to... Couldn't do it here either with, with a baseball stadium. And it doesn't have to be the biggest thing in the world. It can seat thirty to 35,000 people. Sure. I mean, baseball stadiums aren't built to be gigantic anymore. Right. Really. So yeah. I, 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 it, it's my first reading of, first of all, I was completely surprised by the story. I didn't have, didn't have any idea that anything like that was coming. And second, I was like, all right, it, right, right. <laughs> all right. I'll see myself out. But oh. okay, cool. You guys are thinking creatively how to make this better. Good for you. White Sox. I, I, that's like the best White Sox news that we've had in a long time. True. Really? Yeah, True. Absolutely. Hey, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. And they are bringing you an offer this weekend that will make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Uh, whether you're betting, you know, against the Packers for the Packers, I would recommend betting against the Packers. You want to do it on DraftKings Sportsbook? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code CHGO because again, new customers bet five bucks, get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. You always get the best offers, sign-up offers during the NFL playoffs, so make sure you capitalize now. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, again, with the code CHGO. 
DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or te- text HOPE-NY. 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hell Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Oh, you made it. And guys, with Empire Today, you get to shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation at a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats, but Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed, so competitors advertise low-quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. Empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out is their selection is as important as what they put in. Empire's product team exhaustively comes through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect styles. Their virtual floor designer, great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. You just take a picture, see how the new floors will look in your home instantly. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. You might talk to someone today who was working in plumbing yesterday. Flooring is all Empire Today does. They live and breathe flooring so you can be confident you're getting honest, upfront advice Pride themselves on convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what new floors will look like in their home with their lighting and decor so they can make that informed decision. Service our own warranties. If an issue doesn't arise, just call Empire. They serve all warranties by themselves. You won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. All right. Love Reject in the, uh, in the yeah, comments Yeah, he may have left here. us, but he has not left us. Age 35, you make a mistake. Someone just, this is Krause talking, you make a mistake, someone just wraps fish in it. A doctor makes a mistake and they just bury the person. But if I make a mistake, the guy runs, guy trots out onto the floor every night 80 times a year and embarrasses the hell out of me. Jerry Krause, 35 years old. Well, Jerry, you shouldn't have drafted Roger Mason 31 overall when Carlos Boozer went 35 and 02. Your last that was your last pick as the general manager of a bear. He said that at 35? At 35. How old was he when he died? Mm, 80. I don't, no, I don't remember exactly. No, case he said pick number 35, not how old he was. No. Oh. He was age 35 oh, in 1976. Okay, 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 sorry. Oh. Um, hold on. I, I was like, wait. Now you're making me Look up Krause. So to he's see been how... hated his entire life. Correct. Yes. But you know, I didn't boo him. You know, I've told the story before. I met him. I didn't meet him. Well, I, I don't know. I peed next to him at <laughs> spring training at, in, in Maryvale, where he's the 78. Brewers have spring training. And, and he, I went into the bathroom, and there's Jerry Krause. And I was like, what? And the, the, uh, yeah, It's I, funny I you bring that up because uh, when I was in college, I covered the Big Ten tournament at, United, at the United Center, and my... A friend had a friend who had just gotten out of school and was selling tickets for the Bulls. And he said, hey, I'll give you a tour of the, you know, the the Bulls front office. So we both went out there, went up there. We got the tour. Then we all had to go use the bathroom. And we went into the bathroom and there was three urinals and it was like regular size urinal, regular size urinal, and then another urinal that was like really down the, to the, the floor. The kitty one, the kitty one. You and say. It was a kitty one. And so I turned to, turned to Mark and I said, is, is this Jerry's? There you go. There you go. Uh, I will show myself after. I'll, yeah, I'll we all got to go. Um, can I talk about the Packers real quick? Please do. Must I be. had a bad weekend. Yeah. Like I just I had a very bad weekend. Why? Because I, Jordan did, loves better than Dan Marino and Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. I, I just like I I I got to the point I was bitching and moaning so much that like my wife had to tell me to shut up. I was sitting on the couch, <laughs> literally in pain, watching Jordan Love like take apart the Cowboys, and the Packers winning another playoff game that they shouldn't have been in. Had the Bears, you know, 
beaten them in the final week of the season. Like, I just can't handle this shit anymore. Well, let me give you the positive. Can I give you just a drop of the positive? We were way closer than the Cowboys, man. Bears play them tougher, even though they should have lost by way more than the... I know. I know. Listen. I don't care. No, I know. I get it. Jordan loves... The Bears are cursed. The Browns are cursed. Your Browns... (laughs) You know, a week a week before that, I was at this amazing game where Joe Flacco was just lighting it up. But, I texted then, Casey. I said, "Why? Why in the world would I have bet on a Browns team <laughs> quarterback by seventy-eight year old Joe Flacco and the on the road in the playoffs? Like, why? Why would I have placed a bet on? Because that? you got excited. The dog pound does that to you. You start to like have this know. belief, and then it's and I I should have placed money on the Packers because I knew they would do that. But but had I placed money on the Packers, then they would have gone out there and laid an egg. Yeah." I should have just considered it an investment. So I was wa- I'm watching the game, and I mean Green Bay looks a thousand times better than Dallas. And in game betting, the Packers were getting very little respect. And I'm sitting there like I could give six and a half points right now, up twenty one nothing. They look incredibly better, but I, I didn't have the guts to do it. But even everybody thought, at least the gambling world thought during the game that the Cowboys were going to come back and make a game of it. Of course, it never happened. Listen, last week was nothing is what I'm going to warn you on. If they go and beat the Niners and no one's giving them a chance, nine and a half point underdog, then it's, and they're in the NFC championship game and loves Against for, the Lions. Guess what's going to happen then? You're going to move to Siberia. I mean, that's fine. The Lions will just lay down. And then, and then we'll have the Packers in the Super like, Bowl. Like they did on Thanksgiving, which is half the reason why the, the Packers are here. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm picking the Niners. Uh, and, yeah, and, I mean that that's that that's a good point. The Packers can usually never get past past the Niners. Now I wish Robbie Gold is kicking field goals this weekend, but we'll take what we can get. So go San Francisco. Are we rooting for Detroit? I'm not bothered by the Lions. They're the I don't one. want them to win, but I, I want the story to continue. I, yeah, I like it. I, I say go Lions. It it would be selfish. <laughs> selfish. Lions and Buffalo would be a f- really fun yeah. Super Bowl. I mean, selfishly for us, going out to the Super Bowl, I would Dan Campbell would be a fun dude to cover for the mm-hmm. week. You know? It's true. So, uh, like I mentioned, we will be out at Midtown Bannockburn next Thursday. So come out and see us. Uh, until then, thanks for listening to the Chicago Sports Podcast. Thanks to Lawrence for producing. Thanks to Casey and Carm, the twenty-first best person in Chicago sports media, which or, I don't know, maybe makes me twenty-two or two ten. I'll be twenty-seven. all right we'll see you next week guys thanks jack